Support for Paradox comes from the Timothy Center, your online counseling center no matter where you live. The Timothy Center is a marriage and family counseling facility in Austin, Texas, offering distance consultations for those that live outside the Austin area. If you have questions and you'd like to consult with Jimmy, Josh, or one of their licensed professionals, visit them at timothycenter.com. Recording live from Austin, Texas, a conversation about marriage and family that women will love and guys won't want to turn off. Dr. Jimmy Myers and Dr. Josh Myers are a paradox. Guys, welcome to the show. This is Josh. Jimmy, sadly, he's actually kind of annoying sometimes, so maybe not sadly for some listeners, but he is actually elsewhere. He had a client that he could not move, but I'm not too terribly sad because I have Troy and Ruth Simons on the show today. Guys, thanks so much for being on the show. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Troy and Ruth are owners and operators of Grace Laced. Ruth specifically is a blogger, and she has a new book coming out. So you can actually pre-order it on Amazon now. And what's the the title is Grace Lace, correct? The title is Grace Lace. The subtitle is Discovering Timeless Truths Through Seasons of the Heart. It's a art and devotional journey that um, is in full color. Really pretty. <laughs> <laughs> tell us, uh, tell us a little bit more about the book. Okay. Well, it's um, you know basically as I walk through. Being a, a, a mom of six boys, being married almost 20 years, um, there are many, many seasons we walk through. But just having the help and the tools to get through those sometimes is not quite enough because our hearts need to be walking with the Lord through those different seasons and knowing really what we believe and how the gospel intersects each of those seasons of our lives. And so the book walks through four, um, the four seasons, but it's not really about the actual seasons in nature, even though it's partnered with those images. But um, winter is resting in his character. Spring is rehearsing the truth of who we are. And because of knowing his character and the truth of who we are, we're able to respond in the summer season, um, respond in faith. And when we serve and respond, sometimes we grow weary and we need to, in the fall, remember his provisions. And so it's broken down into those four seasons. There's eight devotional readings in each season. And my desire is that both through the artistic journey and the reading journey, that um, it would be a resource for women over and over again, that it would be like a family heirloom, something that we would return to over and over when we're in different seasons of our lives, because our circumstances certainly change, but God never does. Was and that's beautiful imagery. Was there were there experiences in your own life that kind of led you to 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 kind of continue with the imagery of the seasons and and write from that perspective? Definitely, I think you know it's that first of all, I paint from nature so much, and I and I'm so aware that um, you know I like to say a lot, and I have a hashtag also that that um, you don't have to be blooming to be growing, and I really feel that that is so poignant because as moms and as wives, sometimes we don't see the fruit or the blooms or all the bushy growth right now, but just like tulips that grow and bloom in the spring, those bulbs are at alive and developing under the soil where you can't see um, things happening. And so the, the point of the book is ultimately to show us that as we walk through the different seasons of our lives and our relationship with the Lord takes on different seasons, that just because you're in a season that's not um, 
so vibrantly colored or easy and totally flowering everywhere or fragrant doesn't mean that God's not at work and um, showing his character and his love and, and, um, and who you are in Christ in the midst of that. Absolutely. And Troy, tell us a little bit about Grace Lace, uh, the, the website, the shop. Yeah, so it started, uh, what, about 10 years ago? When I first started the blog, it was 10 years ago. We we started a, a church uh, in the middle of that. We started a school, and Ruth started blogging. And it was a lot of late-night uh, work to just put her heart out there to, you know, a growing audience. And it was really neat. Just kind of along the way, there was an opportunity for her to start uh, showing a little bit of her art just kind of through her blog, and the response was really favorable. And and uh, there was some interest even in, hey, I, I'd like to have that. And so kind of one thing led to another, and, and it really wasn't this big premeditated thing. It was just God graciously um, putting an opportunity before us, and it has really just grown into a wonderful, uh, a wonderful shop. That a lot of uh, a lot of interaction on you know her Instagram, and people go and and, and purchase uh, scripture and art, and just kind of the, the greatness of God's truth and the Word and and the beauty of, of, you know, Ruth, who imitates the Lord's nature, you know, in, in her, her painting. And so it's, just, it's grown year by year, and it's really been a blessing, I think, not just to us as a family, but Absolutely. we literally get to send her stuff all over the world. And so it's not only a, a shop for the art, uh, but it's also a blog, correct? That's it correct. is. You know, the blogging has somewhat slowed down now that I do so much writing on Instagram and in most more recent you know, writing the first book and having a second book coming up for the next year. Um, you know, one of the things that we realize is that um, there's a lot of scripture artwork out there, and you can go to your local store and purchase it as well. And I just wanted to make sure that if I was going to do something like this, that um, the art in it would not be the end in itself, that it would not be like the only source that somebody has to look to God's word, but rather that they would be inspired to actually turn to God's word. And, um, and so one of the things that I do, I, you know, I think when you're on social media, you have to kind of decide what your mission is, because if you don't, you kind of post about everything and you might not stay clear on what you're doing. And so one of the things that I just constantly remind myself is my goal is to really be like, like John the Baptist was, um, mm. but with a paintbrush to really just say, look, your true hope, the true redemption comes from Christ. And this is just a way for me to point to him. And so, you know, what I do on Instagram, what I do on the blog, um, and what I say about the artwork always goes back to the context and scripture and really how the gospel matters. Why does it matter in our lives? Why does it matter as a mom? Why does it matter as a wife? Why does it matter as a creative? Um, that's my goal. And so you won't find me, I'm, um, you know, if you find me on Instagram, you'll, you'll find that I rarely ever say, um, you know, here's a new print, go ahead and buy it. I usually say, hey, this is why I created this print and why this verse mm -hmm. matters. So if y'all are interested in that, that's why, that's what it exists for and, Absolutely. and what I hope to do online. Now, Troy, you were, this is kind of your first year to come on with, with Grace Lace. I'm sure you've done it plenty behind the scenes over the years, but you were a headmaster before, as well as a pastor. You've mentioned the six kids. I mean, how do you guys prioritize y'all's marriage, let alone sleep in the midst of this craziness? That's a great question. And, and one that we have just literally made almost 20 years of study out of, um, it's, it, you know, there's a reason why 
Bruce talked about the seasons of the heart in her book because, you know, from where we stand, we can look back on just kind of the rolling of the seasons. And when you have young kids, boy, life is very, very specific, centered around everything you have to do to keep up with young kids. And, and our kids are getting older. And it'd be great if you could just do one thing at a time, just raise your kids and, and then you could build a career, and, you know, and then you could go on to the next thing. But those things all just stack up all together. And uh, boy, it is so important to, you know, to learn how to just keep centered on the Lord and, and ask him to kind of direct you through all those things. Because I think certainly for men, it's really easy to just get so career focused. And Mm -hmm. I think you can let those young years, especially with your kids, just kind of go and miss a lot of neat opportunities. And that's, that's one thing I've I've always been very keen to just want to avoid and and spend um, not just quality time with my, my boys, but uh, plenty of quantity as well. And so Ruth and I, we've we've just, like I said, made a study of that over the years, really trying to um, provide them the, the very best of everything. And for us, the home is really such a central, such a central place. We make a big deal out of, of eating meals together and, um, and spending time together, um, you know, in meaningful activities. And our, we have a goal of our boys really growing in their friendships with one another. And so, whereas we, by no means, you know, discourage friendships outside of the home. We really do encourage that, but boy, there's kind of a first priority of them even just really loving on one another. And so it's things like that, that I think have, you know, some of those central things of, of us as a family, making sure that we're strong in the word, that we're strong in relationship with one another, that has, um, has kind of carried us through the difficulty of, of career. And but Josh, you know, as you can imagine, basically, so in, if you want to spend a lot of time with the people you love, that proximity also in, invites a lot of conflict and confusion and chaos. And so that's eight people... Not, not in my household. That, that sounds strange. Well, I, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's one of those things where it might sound really beautiful, like, hey, we want to we foster love for one another. And by no means do I want your audience or anyone listening to this to think that that sound looks like classical music playing and we all just sit there <laughs> quietly reading together and like one arm around each other. Now, sometimes, sometimes it's beautiful like that. Sometimes the older boys read to a younger brother and they're on the couch and I literally just take a picture, you know, like I just think, wow, this is amazing. Yeah. But, um, but when Troy says that, I think we just need to be honest and say, we push through the chaos of sometimes becoming better friends means that they get in fights and we have to break up the fight and we have to talk about it and there's crying. And, um, and what's amazing is it, it even plays out in the fact that Troy and I get into arguments or there's tense moments, times where we have to confess before the boys that we were rude to one another. And now that my oldest is um, old enough to watch the boys, sometimes they'll even say, it seems like you and Baba need a date night. You want me to watch the boys and you guys go out? <laughs> So, you know, so the answer to that question is a little bit different now that our boys are older because we do get to go out on dates regularly and we're encouraged to by our own children who see the benefit of that. I think that's huge. I mean, there's so many families that we see in our practice. It almost seems like they're just, it's the family splintered. It's all just individuals within living under one roof, but having that cohesiveness 
um, and actually being for each other. Uh, that's powerful. And Ruth, you, you mentioned having conversations. So we might fight, but actually let's, let's talk about it. I think so many parents kind of, kind of jump in and maybe give out, dole out consequences, but then move on with their day. Uh, how important has it been for you guys and your boys to actually discuss things at, at a deeper, more meaningful level? Uh, it's a it's a goal, and that's that's one goal that reason I think reason I both had from the very beginning is that you know we would be very communicative with our boys and and walk through those challenges that we remember from our childhood, and you know we I think we both came from families that that were good communicators, but you know some of the details and some of those deeper harder conversations we we didn't really have those with our parents, and we've we've really wanted to you know, kind of dive a little deeper with our kids and help them discern and help them have wisdom and, and help them see where, you know, God's word and, and the things that they maybe hear from the pulpit or they hear in Sunday school, how does that work out in everyday life? That's, that's something that we find ourselves continually conversing with them about. I mean, if you don't want to raise children who just perform their way to pleasing people, then you can't just dole out the expectation of what's they should look like, right? You know, because I mean, we can really just break up a fight and say, I need you to say nice things to one another, period. And if you don't, then you won't get your allowance. I mean, that's one way of parenting. But if you do that, then it really just turns into a, I want this reward. So therefore I can't do these things, but what's, where's the why, you know? And so one thing I, I say just on a practical level, and I think Troy and I both say this quite a bit these days to others. And when we counsel someone or encourage someone is that, um, it seems like you have to plan as a family, as parents, you have to plan for nothing. You have to plan specifically for nothing in the schedule. Because if your time is back-to-back planned, exact for, you know, go from this lesson to that practice to this person coming over for dinner to this obligation, these things that you're saying you're doing, when does that child ever feel like they have an opportunity to come forth and say, I'm really struggling with this? Or that one sibling continually hurts my feelings this way. Or, you know what I mean? It's like something like that. And so it just makes me realize, like, we've seen this over and over, is that um, when our schedule looks strangely kind of open on certain evenings, we're not quick to fill it. Because um, in the different stages of our kids' lives, there are needs that pop up. There are those. The conversation will not happen if you don't have bandwidth or margin to allow that to happen. You know, there's there's no conversation because all you will do as a parent, even even if your heart's in the right place, you're just going to want to take care of it and take care of it quick. And sometimes we do that, right? Sometimes we have to. On a Sunday morning before church, something always blows up, and you literally say, "We'll talk about this after church. Get your shoes on, get in the car." But the reality is, when you have margin, that's when the real conversation comes up. That when that's when the child feels like there's opportunity to say, "I feel rejected and lonely." And we actually had a conversation like that just last night with one of our children. And Troy and I stayed up late and had an opportunity to say, we know what that feels like. We know what it feels like to feel rejected and lonely. So let's talk about this rather than, hey, do you want to go to another activity? Well, maybe you won't feel rejected and lonely if you go to another activity. (laughs) You know, Ruth, you're involved in the, the world of blogging and authoring and female stuff. Part right. of this crazy social media thing that's happening with female. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And part of the reason why we started this podcast is there ain't nothing out there for men. 
Um, there's a ton of spiritual education out there, a lot of great pastors doing a lot of good things, but as far as kind of daily living, marriage and family, there's not a lot out. Um, so Troy, this one's for you. You know, how do you, and, and Ruth, even before we started recording, uh, you mentioned that this is actually going to be something uh, that y'all incorporate more in the website and blog, but Troy, how do you specifically um, lead practically and practically your, your, your family emotionally and spiritually as the male? Oh, that's a great question. And I'm, I'm given to uh, speaking too deeply sometimes because I, I consider myself a philosopher, not, not in a trained sense, but you know, that sure. the pressing question, I think it's important for men to, <clears throat> if they don't think a lot about that, they should think about that and ask themselves hard questions in a way that's going to, you know, make them pursue answers. And, um, yeah, how do you, how do you effectively lead a family? It's not an easy thing to figure out. And there's, we all work out of a heritage, you know, we, we, we might do it the way that our dad did it, or we might've really hated the way that our dad did it. And we were very reactionary. Um, there may be other men of influence in our lives and, and all of those are, are important factors. I think even just to understand, even just to say, you know, I guess maybe I do a lot of what I do because that's the way I saw my dad do it or that, you know, some other influence in our lives. And I think that, you know, some of the, the shaping influences, certainly some from my heritage and then others that I've just recognized were not and that I needed. Um, if, if it went under a single heading, Joshua would just have to be like being gospel anchored. That if, if you're not a student of the gospel, if you don't know what it is um, and how that plays out in everyday life, then you really you really struggle to know where to go with stuff. You don't have the, the larger picture. So I think guys have got to be students of the word. And I think the best way to maybe sum that up is be a student of the word and pray as you go. Pray through those lessons that God is teaching you. And when you have a when you have a consistent life in the word and you have consistent prayer centered around that, that's when God changes your heart. I think you should share with Josh your your personal schedule because you he just said this the other night to a couple that we were meeting with and um you know currently he works from home and yet he still gets up at five thirty in the morning and you know that's he's on a routine and yet it's not just because he's the most self-disciplined person in the world it's because he knows he needs it for the day you want to tell him a little bit about why you well and yeah there's it'd be easy to, to just kind of put forward a formula and i don't know that there is because everybody's different and you've got a you've got a rhythm but for me um, it's not always easy to get up early, early in the morning, but I, I know I need that time. Um, I think a lot of guys let themselves off of the hook as it were and say, Oh man, pressure is just really tough at work. And, and I've got this thing or that thing. And a lot of times what gets back burned is the spiritual disciplines and just making sure that their, that their hearts and their minds are, are pure and in the word and that kind of thing. And, um, boy, I, I think we need almost like a, <laughs> We need a hardcore challenge as men to say, well, wh why are you letting yourself off the hook? If there's anything that ought to be set aside, it's probably A, B, and C. Sure. And don't ever set aside time in, in God's Word. Never set aside time in prayer because those are the things that shape us for the day. Those are the things that make us the people that we have to be to lead our families. And so those spiritual disciplines are just, they're, they're everything. And it starts to filter down because then the gospel comes into your parenting it comes into the, the way that you interact with your spouse, right? When there's conflict, um, you, you have the model of the cross. God forgave us in Christ. Therefore, I really can't forgive my spouse this Amen. situation. I can, I can bring 
that same model of grace to the situation. Um, you know, having family purpose. When you recognize and you teach your kids and you lead your wife to understand that our purpose as a family is to worship the Lord, and you model that in family worship and, and not just in going to church, all of those things are just so critical. And men have to be students of it. You can't just say, okay, I'm going to do it, because you don't know how to do it. <laughs> and you need time in the Word. Maybe you need time reading some books about those specific things. Get in gospel relationships, right? Be in community with other people of a like mind. And, and you may even have to disassociate from some of the community that takes you away from that. So I could go on, <laughs> but Absolutely. I'll stop. Powerful words. And, and Ruth, anything else to add there? Well, I would just say, you know, um, with six boys in our house, the moment that everybody's up, it's like instant chaos. I mean, there's no like fearing. <laughs> you, you, there's no like thought entry into the day. Um, it is like suddenly, imme- immediately still Cheerios, fighting over the last drop of milk or, you know, not getting the beds made or somebody accidentally tripping somebody else. And then there's crying. And so the reality is a lot of times as parents, and those of us who work from home or run our own business, there's just this this level of chaos that we just think, oh, my goodness, like, I can't speak patiently because sure. look at what I have to deal with in my day. Look at the environment that I work with. I mean, we are a family of eight, a marriage that homeschools from the same house that we run a business out of, a full-time <laughs> business out of, with staff people that come several sure. days a week. And so um, the only way we know to do that, not perfectly, but to do that once, like constantly progressing forward, is just to make sure that we enter the day knowing and remembering the truth of God's Word so that we're not, you know, I think that's the number one thing I see in Troy a lot that I'm so, um, that I respect so much and admire is that he leads by what he knows instead of like how he feels. There have been so many seasons where he could feel you know, like he's frustrated, he doesn't want to deal with things, he's he's discouraged, and therefore he's entitled to say whatever he wants to say, but he chooses to, you know, guard his mind and tell himself what to do, like the Psalms tell us. Guys, fantastic stuff. And, you know, Ruth, probably a lot of our audience is already familiar with kind of your Instagram posting and or your website, but I hope after this interview, because y'all's Y'all's love for the Lord, y'all's heart for each other and y'all's kids. I mean, it really shone through in this 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 um, this interview. And so guaranteed they'll fall in love with you guys um, if they haven't already. I appreciate y'all's time and the energy it took to actually make this interview happen. If you want more from Ruth and Troy, uh, go to gracelaced.com. You can also pre-order Ruth's book, Grace Lace, from Amazon. And then you can check her out on Instagram at Grace Laced. And now, are you on Facebook or Twitter? I am. I'm on both. But, um, yeah, it's Grace Laced on all those areas. I'm on Pinterest. Okay. I'm on everything. But I mostly write all my, my heartfelt things on Instagram. So, um, Guys, thank you so very, very much. You have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank, thank you, Josh. Josh. All right. How did I do? My first individual interview. This is amazing. Jimbo could have never pulled this off. I guarantee it. I mean, there was a lot going on. I was trying to actually write stuff down to talk about right now, as well as keep up with my next questions and listen to them at the same time in order to respond. I don't do well with multiple. My wife can attest multiple tasks. Um, but there you go. Uh, sorry if 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 I bored you. But Ruth and Troy were fantastic. A couple of things that I want to highlight. 
you got to talk through it with your boys and girls for that matter. Um, don't just immediately, you know, hand out punishments, but talk through it with them. You know, sit down, pray with them, talk through why this isn't a great idea, you know, scripturally. Ruth mentioned perform their way to pleasing others, that if we just dole out consequences, all they really learn is performance. Um, she also mentioned scheduling nothing for an opportunity then to connect. And so they actually block out purposely part of their calendar just to be with each other and connect. I love Troy's words on being gospel anchored, that we need to be students of the words as men, that we need to be in prayer and in gospel relationships. And what he said was that equaled then heart change. And that would allow us then to effectively, um, in a God-honoring way, lead, lead our families spiritually and as well as emotionally. We've said this before, we'll say it again, but so many women emotionally and spiritually lead their homes. And as men, we have to step up to the plate. Anything else? Ah, Troy said that many men let themselves off the hook. That we, and I mean, that was an arrow straight to my back. Um, it, it stung a little bit because we, we so often, man, I got to wake up or I didn't sleep well. And so we sacrifice the spiritual disciplines. And all that really does is disconnect us to, from our life source. Therefore, we, we don't have the patience that we need and we don't have the encouraging words that, that our family so desperately need. And so not letting ourselves off the hook, continuing as spiritual disciplines is key. Guys, I hope that you uh, liked Ruth and Troy. I know I did, and I appreciated their heart. Uh, again, check them out at gracelace.com on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. It's Grace Lace as well. And then pre-order Ruth's book on Amazon. It's entitled Grace Lace. If you want any more about the show, we'll have show notes up with all their contact information. You can find it at paradoxpodcast.com. You can find also our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram there at paradoxpodcast.com as well. Guys, thanks for listening. We hope you have a good rest of your week. Paradox is produced by Billy Lee Myers Jr. and researched by Dr. Jimmy and Dr. Josh Myers. For more information about our Paradox evangelist, Julie Lyles Carr, go to julielylescarr.com. If you want more details about what was discussed on today's show, go to paradoxpodcast.com. Next time on Paradox. We're so self-righteous judgmental and condescending at that time. Because if we were honest, we would understand that we are nobody. We are nobody to tell them how they're not loving us. Because they would have a list as long, if not longer, about how we're not loving them.